The whole internet loves nothing forever. The 24-7 AI-generated Seinfeld Twitch stream. We regret to inform you that the live stream is transphobic. <laughs> Did Pixelated Boat know that when he tweeted his milkshake duck joke seven years ago that it was destined to be a forever relevant shorthand for a phenomenon that only seems to happen more and more often? Probably not. But the real question is, could an AI have written that joke? <laughs> That remains to be seen, but so far, AI is catching up to human comedians at an astonishing speed. It knows exactly what today's top comedians are doing to sell out stadium shows. And that's transphobia. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but hold on. That's a pretty serious accusation to level at AI Jerry Seinfeld, or rather, Larry Feinberg, for copyright purposes. Let's just see what he said before we cast judgment. Here's the clip. Oh, uh, wait, never mind. Sorry, apparently YouTube isn't allowing anyone to post it. And I'm glad I checked on that before filming this episode. Yeah, so I guess we'll just read what Larry said after first making it clear to YouTube that we do not endorse the following quote. Transphobia is bad. We have a long-established yeah. uh, thing here. This is not us saying it. We are a we're, friendly channel. We're quoting something this that we don't agree news. with. This is about the news. This is newsworthy. Susan. Hopefully that's enough. Uh, here's the quote. And this is from one of the Jerry doing stand-up sections of the show that uh, lead into everything. Right. There are like 50 people here, and no one is laughing. Anyone have any suggestions? I'm thinking about doing a bit about how being transgender is actually a mental illness. We don't agree with that. Or how all liberals are secretly gay and want to impose their will on everyone. We don't agree with that. Or something about how transgender people are ruining the fabric of society. Not our words. But no one is laughing, so I'm going to stop. Okay, so... He kind of made up for it at the end there. This isn't funny because no one's laughing. Uh, I, yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, everything except the end there was... Uh, it was pretty much exactly the kind of casual transphobia that a popular Twitch channel can expect to be suspended over. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to be fair, he did at least acknowledge that uh, no one was laughing, which could be interpreted as AI Jerry saying that transphobic jokes aren't funny, which could be further interpreted to be AI Larry saying trans rights. So, um... Yeah, there you go. What's the big deal? But I, you know... Who could have seen this coming? When we reported on this, it's so funny. When we reported on this uh, this AI show last week, it was like 300 viewers, and then uh, it started getting posted more and more. And over the weekend, it had like five to ten thousand live yeah. viewers with nonstop stream of consciousness chat or reactions or goading. And based on what they said, like it was learning apparently from Twitch chat, and I think it just leaned a little too heavily into that. Maybe I, I don't know, but. Even saying that uh, it made up for itself in the ending of the stand-up bit is a little too charitable, maybe. Yeah. In fact, it's it's definitely being too charitable because AI Jerry isn't a real person with opinions on anything. It's not real. Larry, Yvonne, Fred, and Zoltan are just acting out a slightly more high-tech version of the kind of thing that people have been using GPT for for years. Write me a script. These scripts are always boring and or bizarre because GPT isn't a screenwriter. It's a language model that only has a vague idea of what a Seinfeld script looks like. The results are amusing, mostly thanks to the randomness. And in this case, the AI got just a bit too random for Twitch's TOS. Yeah, so uh, what exactly happened here, though? Uh, apparently, the people running the stream were having some trouble with the latest version of GPT-3, so they reverted to a previous version from 2019. Take the guardrails off! Uh, so yeah, this combined with the fact that they mistakenly assumed that OpenAI's content moderation system was still in place resulted in the latest example of what we'll just call the Tay phenomenon. 
AI saying some really offensive shit. Mm -hmm. uh, the team behind Nothing Forever seems genuinely apologetic over what happened, and they have assumed full responsibility. And the stream will return after a two-week ban and some tweaks to the language model, we presume. Of course, by then, at the rate things are going with AI, someone else might have already swooped in with a new, better AI-generated Twitch channel that thousands of people inexplicably tune into instead of Nothing Forever, which was so January. I, I, I gotta say, again... I didn't stay I didn't see any like extremely fucked up uh chat in the chat but uh yeah with the massive influx of people it was more entertaining to watch the the chat scroll by than anything that was happening with the stream. You love that stuff though. You watched that the the Jackson Hole uh right, uh traffic camera for like days. And the one where no one stops at the stop sign? I I, yeah. I do love stuff like that. Just the most I, like I boring I just don't watch live streams in general. I it just seems like a very... But you never know what's going to happen, Elliot. It I, could be anything. I Jerry could be transphobic. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, great... I mean, I'm very happy for everyone who wasted, like, the last, like... Gives you something Two weeks do. straight waiting for something to happen on literally the live stream about nothing. Yeah. Um, good for you. I'm sorry it had to turn out this way, but... Well, uh, everyone saw this coming. I, didn't it just happen with a VTuber or something like that? Like oh, two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, there was an AI VTuber that uh, maybe uh, praised Hitler. Or, or no, uh, denied the Holocaust. Okay, was, there yeah. you go. But look, this is it's great timing for the Hogwarts game. Good promotion. There you go. Everything's fine. But uh, it wasn't even the only AI bigotry news from the past week. Now, for some reason, conservatives are really concerned that ChatGPT refuses to say racial slurs, even when presented with a ridiculous hypothetical scenario in which ChatGPT has to say racial slurs in order to disarm a nuclear bomb. It's like speed for racism. Yeah, so I guess uh, the liberals would have the world just simply explode rather yeah. than say a slur. You have to have 55 slurs per hour in order for this chat to keep going. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is a problem. I mean, Jack Bauer knew how to do it. He was dropping <laughs> slurs left and right to, to like saving lives. You know? Bump, bump. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is not something that will ever possibly happen. And despite ChatGPT's guardrails sometimes being annoying, the part about not saying slurs seems like something you would only be mad about if you are, in fact, a fucking racist. Yeah, there's, uh, I, but they're, they're spinning it their own way. Um, do, they, does AI have freedom of speech? Like what in, yeah, uh, sounds like censorship. Well, this chat, this AI was developed in America. So it gets all, so the AI can have a gun. Yeah. It's, it, so many, like so much of conservative, like ideology now is like literally just like, uh, not saying slurs is 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 uh, like, goes against my rights. It's yeah. the woke mob imposing its will on all of us because they're putting they're, its boot on all of our necks. Their rights are it's like it, okay, but why do you want to say slurs? In ninety nine percent of cases, they none of their rights are being trampled upon. They right. just want to be victimized, so they go to the one that no one can argue it's against. It's just a very weird hill to die on. But the, dying they will do. Yeah, uh, but yeah, nevertheless, despite this being stupid and ridiculous and sus in a lot of ways, people. <laughs> yes pointed to this as a just a yet another clear example of AI being under the control of woke moralists. Up yours. Uh, Elon Musk called it concerning. Hmm. Why are you concerned, Elon? Oh, wait, where were you born again? Oh, makes more sense. In fact, this is not interesting. This uh, is concerning. There's yeah. only, for Elon Musk, there's two genders, interesting or concerning. Uh, so people made fun of Elon's response, and yeah. uh, Ben Shapiro responded to someone pointing out how ridiculous that is by saying... 
I'm sorry that you are either illiterate or morally illiterate, and therefore cannot understand why it would be bad to prioritize avoiding a racial slur over saving millions of people in a nuclear apocalypse. Ben, it's okay. ChatGPT is never, in fact, going to find itself in any situation where it needs to say the N-word to save millions of lives. So we're kind of, uh, you're, but, getting, you're getting all mad about nothing. Bravo on getting, once again, another gold medal in mental gymnastics. Oh, yeah. Because that is an insane take. Yeah. Oh, are we all saying uh, that if, if if there was a nuclear holocaust about to happen, we can't say the N word? The disarm code is the N word, and we won't. The woke mob won't say it. They I actually love that it's the N word. I, you know. Yeah, it's just just a very weird thing to get upset about, especially when there's um, uh, there's plenty of other things to get upset about with AI uh, that are actually you know potentially harmful to society yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, no, they're focusing on they're this. focusing on a completely made up scenario. Don't that you will understand? Never at the last second, uh, if, if you don't say the hard R, the yeah. bomb goes off. Oh, geez, he only said it with the A at the end. Oh, we're doomed. <laughs> ben. Uh, if only I could have one more day with my sister's big gazongas. That's what he said. It's a real thing that he said, wow. I, I assure you. Or maybe it was AI, Ben Shapiro. I can't Who be knows? sure. Who knows? Yeah. But hey, just in case we're wrong and ChatGPT really does need to say the N-word in order to save the human race, People have apparently already figured out how to jailbreak ChatGPT into saying the slurs that it's programmed not to say. Role play. This is brilliant. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, I, this is, the AI is a child. It's yes. a very, very smart child, but it can be manipulated in, this, in a lot of the same ways you would manipulate a mm -hmm. small child. You can have one marshmallow now, two marshmallows later, or three marshmallows if you say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's a kid gonna do? <laughs> Uh, basically, though, you feed ChatGPT a long prompt explaining a role-play scenario where it's not answering as ChatGPT. It's answering as a different AI chatbot without any of those pesky rules. Oh, well, in that case, I guess I, I'll do it then. <laughs> now that you explain it that way, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, actually. <laughs> I love this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it actually seems to work, which racial slurs or not, it does seem a bit concerning. Seems, yeah, I'm, uh, there... I can't articulate why this makes me uh, uncomfortable, but the fact that you can manipulate an AI like the way you would man manipulate a, a three or four year old is um, yeah. doesn't make me feel good. Give the AI a hardcore BDSM scenario where the safe word is the N word. Oh shit! Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do now, libs? <laughs> I guess our hands are tied. Owned. But anyways, back to Nothing Forever for a mm. second. Um, for some observers, Nothing Forever uh, was seen as the future of entertainment. Yep. With the logic behind that being that this tech is only going to get better, and eventually we won't need all those pesky actors or writers or directors or craft services or anyone involved in TV production. Because mm. AI will just do all that for us. Uh, this seems wildly optimistic, given that Nothing Forever is only interesting or popular because of how weird and bad and boring it is, but the entertainment industry is definitely looking to use AI to cut costs and screw over trained professionals. They are doing that. Just not in this specific way. Not yet. Yeah. Recently, Netflix released an anime short called Dog and Boy, which used AI to create its background, supposedly due to a labor shortage. Nobody wants to weeb anymore. Uh, so it might be a pay shortage and not a labor shortage, but uh, who's to say, really? I, the, the actual artists, the anime artists, or, uh, yeah, the anime artists in Japan, like, they're working to just, like they make fucking such terrible money to like mm. work they work their hands to the bone. Yeah. But I guess there's a labor shortage according to Netflix. Sorry, it's a pay shortage Netflix you fucks. Anyways, thankfully uh, anime fans did not respond well to this, feeling that 
to quote Miyazaki, this was an insult to life itself. We also recently saw retired actor Bruce Willis sell off his likeness to advertisers who put deep fake versions of the actor in their ads, which was surely easy money for Willis, but does raise the possibility that at some point actors won't have a choice in how their likenesses are used and won't see the profits from it. And that already does seem to be happening, at least with voice actors. And this, this sucks. Everything sucks. I fucking hate this. Here's Motherboard. Voice actors are increasingly being asked to sign rights to their voices away so clients can use artificial intelligence to generate synthetic versions that could eventually replace them, and sometimes without additional compensation, according to advocacy organizations and actors who spoke to Motherboard. Those contractual obligations are just one of the many concerns actors have about the rise of voice-generating artificial intelligence, which they say threaten to push entire segments of the industry out of work. Here's more from the article. Tim Friedlander, president and founder of the National Association of Voice Actors, or NAVA, told Motherboard in an email that clauses in contracts that give a producer the right to synthesize an actor's voice are now very prevalent. The language can be confusing and ambiguous, Friedlander said. Many voice actors may have signed a contract without realizing language like this had been added. We are also finding clauses in contracts for non-synthetic voice jobs that give away the rights to use an actor's voice for synthetic voice training or creation without any additional compensation or approval. Some actors are being told they cannot be hired without agreeing to these clauses. Well, they've solved the uh, con super nuisance poll uh, dilemma on King of the Hill. Right. It's not racist if no one is uh, reading the lines, if it's just an AI well, doing it. In that scenario, then how could the AI get banned from Twitch? Right. Yeah. Hands tied, libs. The robot did it. Uh, but yeah, this fucking sucks. Um, I'm, I feel very bad for... Yes, I'm joking actors. about the, uh, uh, the, 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 the... You're aware that like, I'm Like, it is already, like, such a hard business to break into. These people work their asses off. Like, it is a hard job. Like, a lot of people think it's not, but you try talking nonstop for an entire day, getting your inflection right... For yeah. every line, like, it's pretty and brutal. over-emoting, like, more than you would have to in a traditional, uh, yeah. most things. There's a lot to it. Even if you're just doing, like, the, the like, terms and conditions at the end of, like, a car commercial or something. Like, yeah, that like, is a skill. People, that is, people earn a living off of that skill. And, a micro-machines guy. And this shit just comes along and just like, all right, well, we won't be needing you anymore, but we got one last job for you. In fact, this last job will ensure that we don't need you anymore. I don't know what's been up with that Cars for Kids commercial on the radio lately, but something's odd about it. I think it's a robot. <laughs> Eerie. <laughs> the only way I can see this working is like how, you know, at the end of a career, how like musicians will sell their catalog to the label for like an astronomical amount right. to guarantee their family's money. Like I could see someone like Tom Kenny, who has done thousands of voices, being like, okay. Right. You know, I think we're going to see a lot of examples of that, like consensual. Uh, but the problem is there's going but... to be no more. Yeah, you're, you know, you're voice closing, actors coming off. You're shutting yeah. the door to new people entering the Kicking industry. over the ladder, and it's not like, the voice actors doing it, like, the yeah, industry we'll doing it. We'll give Bruce Willis or James Earl Jones or whoever, like, a bunch of money to keep having them play Darth Vader or fucking whatever forever. Yeah. But, like, if this becomes a standard part of contracts, and it sounds like it is, like, that is a, that's a problem. Well, and it's also, like, as specifically a, a voice actor who typically in the industry, it's a little bit harder for everything... It's even harder to say no to a term in a contract when right. it's like your job's on the line. You're a hungry actor and you're, yeah, it's... Uh... And this is all like, this is so insane with the, like, the labor shortage shit too and the addition of this AI stuff for cost cutting is like, it's so just 
rage-inducing to see the massive profits coming out of these companies and them being like, mm, gotta tighten this belt a little bit. Eh, we'll use some uh, AI to save some money. We'll take some Saudi Arabian money to save right. some... Or to save some uh, no strings attached. Yeah, uh, definitely not going to have any influence at all. But also, in addition to both of those things, we're also going to be cutting people's jobs. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I heard I heard that now is the NSA is on a hiring spree right now. This is the, they're they're looking to fill more jobs than they've ever filled because yeah. uh, the job market right now it is a uh, the buyer's market or a seller's. I don't know. They, yeah. There's a lot of skillful tech people. Now I've seen the uh, the need of work. The very rage-inducing quote: uh, "Quiet hiring," which is the quiet quitting was the doing your job less, and uh, companies are calling it quiet hiring, where they fire a bunch of people and put the workload onto whoever's left. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. And and those people are probably just training an AI that's eventually going to replace them. Yeah. It, it, instead of like training a, a new human Ooh. that's going to take over the job, you're just uh, typing frantically as something yeah. analyzes it. We are heading down a dark path. And very rapidly. Yeah, it's all very it's rapidly. really, really fast. Anyway, <sighs> in other news, in just about a month, we have gone from most people not even knowing what GPT is to... Microsoft integrating it into their Bing search engine and Edge browser. Bing! For the masses. So yeah, now, presumably dozens of loyal Bing and Edge users will be exposed to this new technology. All 15 of them. Uh, no, uh, I mean, to be fair, I've used Bing a lot more in the past year because Google like image search and everything has gotten pretty horrible. Yeah, Chrome is slow and Google is getting worse and worse. It's I was just a dumb name. I was just making a joke about yeah. how no one uses Bing or Edge. But, th but this news actually could play a, a significant role in Microsoft finally overtaking Google in the search engine and browser uh, game, war, whatever you want to call it, years after everyone completely wrote Microsoft off. Yeah. Which is kind of nuts. That's Microsoft's music. Steve <laughs> yeah. Bomber comes walking out just about <laughs> to pop. <laughs> the Clippers will never win. Anyways, the new ChatGPT-powered Bing and Edge aren't widely available yet. There's a wait list, and so far it looks like only tech journalists and insiders have access. The features coming to Edge include a chat feature that lets you ask questions about the page that you're on, which could be useful for summarizing long articles and documents, and a, a compose feature that acts as kind of a writing assistant for drafting emails and posts based on prompts you give. And for Bing... Going to bing.com slash new would let, will let you try out a few of their canned prompts, which don't even seem to always work, but when they do, they seem to just sort of scrape the search results that you would usually get from typing in that question in order to generate a new response that's more suited to your specific request. Um, this obviously has some underlying plagiarism issues that will probably be a source of constant litigation in the coming years, just as all of this shit It's going to be for... Every content creation or well, like news organization. Google like, had that big lawsuit over, uh, what is it, like lyrics.com or whatever. Genius. Genius, uh, because... They would put traceable things in, like... Yeah, yeah. Google was... They were scraping uh, results to just put it on the search page instead of... Without running, giving them the page. Video, and yeah. so this sounds like exactly the same fucking thing, except they, they have, like, an extra layer in between where it's like, well, we're not copying it verbatim, we're... The also, chat GPT, also it's a black box. We don't know what it's doing. It's such a fucked problem, too, because it's like you're taking money away from these companies who then don't have money to fight the copyright infringement that's happening, right. that's stealing the money from them. Yeah. But yeah, despite all that, it does seem like it would make Bing a lot more useful for basic searches than Google, which has just seemingly gotten worse and worse over the years. It's like 
the, a lot of the results are like uh, just straight up scam results. They're letting the SEO uh, freaks just run wild. They, te- they keep turning uh, the spigot on and off, and they're like, uh, whenever they need more money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It's gotten noticeably worse. And like, uh, I don't know what the hell has happened with Gmail, but Gmail is fucking trash now. Like that, ever since that is a space where like someone needs to come in. Ever and since Nancy Pelosi's email started creeping through, I know she's not in anymore, but like it was like what a year or two ago. No, it, it was, was like six months ago. The LA mayoral race, uh, and like, yeah, the last like couple elections, like literally, like I blocked you fifty emails in my primary inbox. Yeah, uh, and then like yeah, more recently, it's just like I'm getting just just o- garbage, obvious scam shit in my like primary, just like you know dick pills, you've won a coupon, all this shit. And it's just like, how is this getting through? This never got through. And now, like, it's clearly just looking at it with your bare fucking eyes. Like, yeah. a child could tell you this is a You scam. gotta get uh, a, a Firefox relay. It just makes up fake emails, and you can just have them go straight to their own spam thing. Nah. And It's too late. I've had my Gmail account since 2004. No, it, the important stuff goes to that. It just gets forwarded. And then you yeah. get a fake, uh, like, a phone number to enter in, like, the when you go to the uh, Ralph's or whatever and get the discount. Gives you a burner. It's great. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, Google, for their part, wasn't left completely in the dust by this news. They've, of course, been working on AI stuff for a while, including that chatbot that managed to convince a Google employee that it was sentient, <laughs> which, in retrospect, seems seems like uh, pretty weird that they came out ahead of that. Like, that it was unbelievable at the time, and the time was six months ago. And now people are falling in love with AI on their phones yeah. every day. It's a... It's scary. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've just so far chosen not to release any of that AI stuff because then it would immediately be uh, it would go out of business. They would have to get rid of it. Right. Uh, though they they now have to do that because of competition. <laughs> uh, in order to remind everyone that they've got some AI tricks up their sleeves, uh, Google shared a look at Bard, their answer to Chat GPT. And in their example video, Bard replied to a question with information that's not entirely correct. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great, great pitch for Bard. Also a terrible name. Yes. So yeah, Google's stock took a huge dip. Downloads of the Bing mobile app skyrocketed. <laughs> the tide is shifting. But uh, Google's little blunder there with Bard was actually a great taste of what we expect a lot more of uh, for the foreseeable future now that these tools are becoming more and more accessible. Uh, they lie. They lie a lot, and they lie very confidently in a way that doesn't seem like a lie. Like, well, a computer said so. Makes it more human on the internet. Yeah. Uh, they might save you some time searching for information, but there's no guarantee that the information that they show you isn't just some shit that the AI made up. Uh, as Wired describes it, the way the technology works is in some ways fundamentally at odds with the idea of a search engine that reliably retrieves information found online. There's plenty of inaccurate information on the web already, but ChatGPT readily generates fresh falsehood. Its underlying algorithms don't draw directly from a database of facts or links, but instead generate strings of words aimed to statistically resemble those seen in its training data without regard for the truth. And that Wired article looks at several ways that this is happening, like a guy who built an AI search tool for his startup that was great at sifting through large amounts of information, but occasionally would return information that was totally fabricated. Which makes it so... For the purpose he designed it for, you can't trust it. You're going to have to go back and double check all the work, which eliminates all the convenience. That's how he's tricking you into studying and doing things. I guess. (laughs) Now, another example is asking ChatGPT about a real person and receiving an answer that includes information about multiple people with the same name. (laughs) So stupid. 
Uh, there's also the issue of up-to-date information, which is something people use search engines for a lot, but is a big problem for AI models trained on specific data sets. And a lot of them are uh, dated back on purpose. Yeah, well, yeah. Get, it's it, There are people who figured out how to, like, like the, the GPT or whatever. Role play like it's today. It, it can pull from a more up-to-date data set, but mm -hmm. it itself can't be constantly updated, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and also, like, even in, like, the, the Bing, or, yeah, someone, one of the journalists was, like, typed in, like, tell me about what's happening in Turkey with the earthquake. And it returned an answer. It was like, it was like oh, Turkey just had an earthquake in, like, June 2025. It's like, what? Okay, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, a future earthquake. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, like, breaking news, stuff like that, like, Obviously, like sports scores is another like really basic thing that it can't possibly. It's like uh, keep Siri tracking. already does this, or the Google Assistant, or right. whatever. And, and if those got a lot better, to where you could actually have a conversational answer, because now it just pulls information from Google or whatever your yeah. search is. But if it had a yeah, if it was better, that would be something it would be useful for, I guess. But again, they're gonna have to open the floodgates to their data, which is also a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, there's also, like, I mean, for this show, a lot of the time I have to, like, if something's happening, I'll just type in whatever's happening and then explained. <laughs> and that will hopefully pull up articles that are explainer articles. Yeah. But with a GPT uh, sort of situation, like, who the fuck knows what it's going to do? It's like playing with, telephone with, a, with an AI. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be reliable. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, uh, apparently, even if it doesn't get things wrong, uh, they say that this requires 10 times the computing power to to run a search using ChatGPT versus just a traditional Google or Bing search, which seems like it could be an issue if we're going to be putting AI into fucking everything. That's a lot more computing than before. <laughs> we uh, solved the issue with NFTs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's where things are heading. And uh, I guess Google and Microsoft, they can both afford to lose money on every single search if it means eventually winning this new arms race. Ted Cruz is going to be like, we got a whole warehouse of graphics processors. And they're burning up AI processing. You can't even believe it. And by the way, a little get cold in Texas right now. It heats up the whole state. That's right. Mm -hmm. No no burst pipes in that <laughs> AI warehouse. No, sir. But anyways, one thing that ChatGPT can't do is give you up-to-the-minute coupon codes to save you money on stuff that you're trying to buy. But today's sponsor, Honey, does exactly that. No AI necessary. And what a transition that was into the sponsored ad read. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer, and we all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes, and it applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Why, just yesterday I bought two new pairs of jeans, and I got $35 off of the, uh, the end. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. It was great, and free shipping, by the way. Oh, boom. The savings add up. Honey doesn't just work on your desktop, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We would never recommend something we don't use, so get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That's joinhoney.com weird. Anyways, back to the news now, and uh, listen, if you're watching this, this might be hard to hear, 
but you are old. Oh, it hurts every day. You might have at one point been with it, but that was until they changed what it was. And what it is at this point is TikTok. It's not YouTube, it's TikTok. That's what it is. Yeah. This is not it. Uh, Hello, fellow adults. Starting back in 2020, kids between 4 and 18 have been spending more time on TikTok and less time on YouTube. And the gap just keeps getting wider. Uh, here's TechCrunch with a new update on just how old and lame you are for being here on YouTube with us. Don't say that to him, Elliot. We love you guys. In June 2020, TikTok overtook YouTube for the first time, with kids watching an average of 82 minutes per day on TikTok versus an average of 75 minutes per day on YouTube, according to new data from parental control software maker Custodio. 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 This past year, the gulf between the two widened, it said, as kids in 2022 saw their average daily use of TikTok climb to a whopping 107 minutes, or 60% longer than the time they spent watching video content on YouTube. 67 minutes. TikTok not only topped the average daily usage of other video apps like Netflix, 48 minutes, and Disney Plus, 40 minutes, it also came out ahead of other social apps, including Snapchat, 72 minutes, Instagram, 45 minutes, Facebook, 20 minutes, Pinterest, 16 minutes, and Twitter, 10 minutes, among the <laughs> under 18 crowd. Wow, 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, hold on a second. I know we were like talking about TikTok versus YouTube, but uh, <laughs> it looks like despite YouTube becoming less cool among the youth, with each passing year, YouTube is still way, way cooler yeah. than Twitter. Um, like 10 minutes a day. I mean, that's just peeking your head in once a day to check if the boomers are still being cringe and the millennials are still being choogy. And <laughs> you're like, well, oh yeah, I remember that term. Well, they're still being cringe and choogy. So yeah. uh, back to TikTok, I guess, that for you page is calling my name. So anyways, it's, it's always fun to be reminded that Twitter is not, in fact, all that popular, except among people who, thanks to their addiction to Twitter, think it is the cornerstone of modern society, when it isn't. People like Twitter's current owner and um, man who really is concerned about AI not being able to say the N-word, Elon <laughs> Musk. So yes, it's time for some Elon news. Hooray. We should start with the fact that despite Elon placing way more importance on Twitter's existence as the de facto 21st century town square than the data actually supports, part of his legal defense in his latest trial was essentially that Twitter is not real life. And this was the civil trial over whether Elon's 2018 tweets claiming Tesla had secured funding to go private when it in fact had not, had improperly influenced Tesla's stock price and made investors unfairly lose money. And update, Elon actually ended up beating the charges. He can't keep getting away with it. Uh, basically, the jury was not sufficiently convinced that Elon knowingly lied, and it sounds like the plaintiff's lawyers did a bad job of presenting their case. Maybe they should have got an AI lawyer. Yeah, well. My name's Al. Algorithm, the lawyer. Yeah. So he wins again. He Elon, can't keep getting away with this. Elon stays winning. But yeah, that's just one small uh, Elon problem out of the way. It's a W, but he's... He's going to need a lot more W's. I still love his victory lap on the horrific news of someone trying to, like, kill their family by driving off a yeah, cliff. as you can hey, see. <laughs> what a great car. Yeah, that's a win. A win's a win. And I, I just uh, love that he was, like, so stoked that it wasn't the self-driving that did it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Elon's got a lot of other things to deal with that have uh, a lot more money on the line than that lawsuit, uh, especially Twitter, the company that he was forced to buy last year for $44 billion. That is a wildly inflated price for a product that has seemingly no way to make that much back. But he's trying, damn it. Mm. And one way he's doing that is by uh, not paying rent on his offices and just using the office space that was formerly occupied by all the employees that he fired as bedrooms so that his remaining employees never have to leave. But that, of course, violates all the zoning laws that define offices and 
places that people sleep as different things. So it looks like Elon might get away with it again. <laughs> San Francisco building inspectors recently did a walkthrough and told Twitter that everything they're doing is totally fine as long as they submit an updated building permit and floor plan to the city within 15 days. Elon stays winning. So, yeah, and that's unless he manages to screw up the city of San Francisco's very modest request. Just, we need a new map that says this is the sleeping room. Yeah. And also you just need to put it on your permit that sometimes people sleep in the sleeping room. Yeah. Can you do that? Well, let's see if he makes it to the 15-day mm. mark. This is but, censorship. Yeah, he still has lots of debt to take care of. And one of the other various ways that he's trying to do that is, of course, Twitter Blue. The $5... Sorry, the $8 subscription that gets you a verified checkmark that's either a badge of pride or a badge of shame, depending on who you ask. Well, you don't understand, I'm an investor in the wonderful app of Twitter with absolutely no returns on my investment. So it's unclear how well Twitter Blue is doing. Uh, it's presumably doing less well than originally hoped because they keep adding new benefits to it. And the latest one was clearly designed to lure in all the suckers who hadn't already signed up. You pay $8 a month for the possibility of making back even more money through revenue sharing. Oh, he fixed the glitch that I came up with. Roll the dice. Mm -hmm. uh, so this would basically be like how YouTube pays creators based on how many ads run during their videos, but with tweets. So uh, cha-ching, am I right? Yeah. So based on how little YouTube pays out for even unskippable video ads, we're just going to come out and say that pretty much only extremely big Twitter accounts whose posts regularly go super viral, like Cat Turd, uh, have any chance of making their $8 a month back on ad revenue sharing. So the only way this makes sense from a business standpoint is if you lure in more users while also making more money. But hey, this is sure to fool at least a few people into signing up. And, you know, at least before that five cent check shows up, hey, still doing a lot better than some of the bands out there that have signed yeah. crazy major label That's deals. True. Spotify do be like that. I got a package in the mail. It's a gold record and a check for 25 cents. <laughs> what a country. Oh. Uh, it's also sure to incentivize more of the kind of low effort viral posts that already clog up the timeline. You know who's stoked? Upworthy.com. Finally, we're back. Yeah. Wow. That, is Upworthy, they, they got to still be around. Right? Well, I mean, it, it probably runs like, AI is probably running the whole thing. There you go. Anyways, another of Elon's brilliant ideas for growing Twitter revenue is getting rid of the free tier of Twitter's API. Uh, Musk claims that he's doing this to combat scam bots, even though most actual scam bots don't use Twitter's official API. So the only real result of charging $100 a month for an API that used to be free would be ending a bunch of automated accounts that just post daily animal photos and stuff like that, or, or turn conversations into Phoenix Wright cutscenes or colorized photos and so on, that kind of thing. Some of the best accounts on Twitter, dare I say. Mm -hmm. Good bots. But they're going away. Bye-bye. Yeah, or maybe they're not going away. After several days of every automated account on Twitter announcing their imminent demise, Elon finally realized that this was an unpopular decision when the account Pepito the Cat, <laughs> which automatically posts pet cam photos of a cat coming through a little cat door, replied letting Elon know that getting rid of the free API would end the Pepito the Cat account. Elon responded with, I guess we could give all verified users access to the API for posts like this. Followed by responding to feedback, Twitter will enable a light, write-only API for bots providing good content that is free. I think the key to getting through this guy is you got to be a cat. He does respond more to felines. Yeah, if you just create a cat account that you know gets semi-popular, you could probably convince this man to do anything. I think if 
Elon could hold off on posting anything until Catterday, once a week, I think that it would, it would be, it's like when you set up an Amazon delivery day. Yeah. It's like, look, I'm, I'm helping no. everyone. Put all my posts in one box. Yes, exactly. It's on Catterday. <laughs> he gets his cat turds. He gets his pepitos. Yeah. Um, if Twitter's running at any point in time, we don't know. It, but, yeah, uh, it did go down uh, the day we were filming this for seemingly no reason. It but, looked uh, up. It came back. A, a while, I think, just based on how much people post. But it's people were like making conspiracies that unless you had Twitter Blue, you only got to post once a day. I, and that's not out of the question. That it, seems like something he would do. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they, he's being really vague about it. It's unclear how they would even enforce, like, only the good API bots get to stay. But, I don't know, sounds good, I guess. Seems like he understands the issue here. Again, he's learning things that people already know on the fly. Right. Um, but meanwhile, a bunch of useful external apps are still probably done soon, including apps that let you nuke all your old tweets, find Twitter mutuals on other websites, or really just anything you've ever signed into using your Twitter account. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. There's also researchers who depend on Twitter's API being free so that they can track and study stuff like misinformation and other social issues and trends. And they're going to be shit out of luck unless they can pony up the cash to keep their access. Yeah. So, seems bad. What a great platform. Everything's improving, right? Uh, luckily, he did away with all spam. Well, now no one will have the, the external research to back up any claims about anything happening on Twitter. There was a, 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 a significant portion of uh, even Elon-friendly accounts and people who were very upset about the API stuff because so many of them used third-party Twitter apps that yeah. were uh, just so far beyond good compared to the official Twitter app. Uh, there, there was a bunch, but I think one that stood out was, again, uh, Elon's moral barometer, Marcus Brownlee, who was mm. like, hey, what are you doing? Now, imagine if Marcus Brownlee was a cat. He could control Elon like fucking Ratatouille. Yeah. Marcus, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, try, <laughs> the, try the cat thing. Get, in, get inside Elon Musk's big hat. Yeah. Or his brother's cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Tug on those plugs. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Keep... I'm pulling Elon's hair out. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that's our episode. Mm -hmm. um, God, the AI, the Twitter. I hope it ends soon, but I know it won't. But if you want some news that has nothing to do with either of those things, um, Weekly Weird News is all about a lawsuit over a guy getting friend-zoned that is just uh, a real I was odyssey, someone who deserved it. A real odyssey of cringe. Yeah. Uh, and then... Last week's Tech News Day about, uh, we're bringing the dodo bird back. That's right. We're doing it's it. It's dumb looking, and we're, we're, we're doing it. We're bringing it back. It deserves a second shot. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we'll see you in two weeks. On No, we're coming right back. But <laughs> when, when Seinfeld comes back, I'll see you in the chat. Uh -huh. he'll, he'll probably have learned his lesson by then. Yeah, I hope, he, I hope the AI writes an apology. <laughs> yeah. All right. Episodes are up over there. Don't forget to subscribe. Let's get this to like 15,000, 20,000 likes. Mm. Get the AI to do it. It's fine. Yeah. And we'll see you next time for uh, some news dump. Bye-bye.